As the U.S. economy pulls out of a pandemic-induced recession, the specter of inflation has reared its ugly head. Wednesday, the Federal Reserve hiked expectations for inflation this year, signaling that it would move up the timetable for raising interest rates as well. All of this, of course, has great implications for the livestock and animal feed sectors, from the increased cost of inputs and materials to an increased cost of capital more generally. Welcome to Feedstuffs in Focus, our podcast taking a deeper look at the big issues in the livestock, poultry, grain, and feed industries. I'm your host, Andy Vance. Thanks for joining us. This episode is sponsored by Central Life Sciences. Get control of flies on your dairy operation with an integrated pest management program built around Clarifly Larvicide and Starbar products from Central Life Sciences. Clarifly Larvicide offers feed-through control that prevents the emergence of nuisance flies from the manure of treated animals by as much as 96%. And Starbar features a lineup of baits, traps, and sprays that address fly problems in all areas of your dairy operation. Flies can spread disease and lead to decreases in milk quality and yields. Learn how to limit their impact at centralflycontrol.com. Last week at the World Pork Expo in Des Moines, Iowa, I had the chance to sit down with Jason Lusk, a distinguished professor and head of the Department of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University. I wanted to get an economist's take on how worrisome inflation should be to all of us in the industry at this point. Dr. Lusk also shared his view of what macroeconomic factors he's watching as the economy fully reopens, moving into the second half of 2021. And, and let's start with the question of inflation. I, I know you've been asked to talk about this more lately. I'm reading a lot about it, you know, just people talking about anecdotally increased costs of this. We'll be talking about lumber, we'll be talking about this, that, and the other thing. A, what are you seeing in terms of inflation that we can quantify and say this is what's really happening and then b how's that factoring into the fortunes of the pork industry sure so certainly inflation seems to be on the mind of a lot of people at the moment and we have some seen some some significant increases the last few months so actually just today uh bureau of labor statistics released uh, the number for may and it was about five percent so you know five percent is certainly much higher uh, on an annual rate than we've seen for the past decade or so. But it's it's not crazy yet. You know, we're not talking 1970s level inflation. I'd put it put it in the category of something to keep an eye on. Okay. So certainly much higher than we've seen in, in the last few years, but, but not uh, you know unparalleled amount. Although in the food sector, there's been some infl- inflation over the past year, really, in food that, again, puts us not at a really astronomical level, but certainly well above where we've been for the last decade. I think you and I talked about that on an episode of our, our Feedstuffs in Focus podcast, that perception of food price inflation, and then what does that really mean in terms of our disposable income? I mean, this it's a pretty complex topic to try to pick apart. Oh, it is. People, a question I get a lot is, is this some other factor or is it inflation? Well, all inflation means is just prices rising. Yeah. Uh, and so there are reasons. And, and I think what people are really getting at is it's some macroeconomic factors like the increase in money supply. That is, you can look at the data that we do have more money floating around than we did. Actually, if you look at savings rates, consumers are saving a larger percentage of their income, which seems a little strange because you might, you know, economic times have been hard during the pandemic, but but we've had good unemployment benefits. We've had stimulus checks. People haven't been spending quite as much because they're not going on vacation. And and so there's money sitting out there. And so I think that's really where the concerns are. The conditions seem to be such that people are asking, could we have this explosion? 
in inflation. And, and there's just a lot of debate amongst economists at the moment as to whether the Fed can rein this in if it gets out of, out of control. All right. Well, I, I identified you as my favorite economist. And for my other ag economist friends who are listening, don't take that personally. <laughs> but uh, so I'll ask you, how should I feel about where we are in terms of a macroeconomic picture right now? And not to get you to pick apart specific uh, administration proposals or pieces of policy and so on, but are are we doing the things that we should be doing? And and how should I, as a consumer or as a citizen, feel about where we're heading? And as the tail end of this COVID disruption, yeah, is is kind of now in sight. Uh, a lot of debate you know, among economists on these questions. I think on the positive side, as we're kind of getting past this uh, pandemic. We're likely to have a lot of demand hit hit the the economy, and that's that's part of what's driving up food prices. People getting out more, driving more, going out to restaurants more, trying to buy new cars. That's pulling up demand, and that's largely good for the economy. I think um, there, you know, a, a lot of potential of some big increases in federal spending. And I think again, this is big debate about whether that's you know how much are we borrowing to do that? Is it going to catch up with us at some point in the future? I'm probably more worried about that than some of my economist friends are. Um, I think reasonable people can can debate and disagree about those things, but I, I, that does worry me a little bit about sort of the, our, our debt to GDP ratios that we seem to be heading towards. I like how you term this when we're talking about inflation. It's not this fish that sort of out in the ether, like we're talking about prices going up because whatever the underlying issue is. Five percent doesn't have you worried yet, but something to watch. Yeah. What, what's a point where, hey, maybe I need to hit the, the breaking piece of emergency panic button? Sure. I mean, I think one of the reasons, let's say we had 5% uh, annual rate of inflation this last May was because la- 12 months ago, prices were low. Yeah, right. So we had a dip in prices. Actually, so we had some deflation economy-wide right after the onset of the pandemic. And so if you're just comparing this May to last May, it's a little bit misleading uh, because last May was unusual on, on the bottom side. So I, I'd want to see this kind of 5% for three or four or five more months to really say, okay, this this is something that's, that's sticking around for a while. All right. Circle back to the pork industry in particular. As you look at some of these different factors and just we're at a lunch with pork leaders. What are some of the, the, the questions or concerns you're getting specific to this industry and things that uh, producers have top of mind that they've been asking you, hey, Mr. Professor Economist, <laughs> tell me about this. Yeah, well, a lot of them, but let, let's stick on the inflation theme. I mean, uh, pork prices are good, at that, but feed prices are, are high too. So it's part of the inflation story. What do we do about these higher feed prices? Are they gonna stay around for a while? So this trade show is pretty amazing. It's amazing to see some of the technologies that exist out here now. And, and so I think those are some of the longer term opportunities is way to control costs, new new science, new innovation, new housing, new genetics, new feed. It's really fun to think about. So uh, you know, people want to know where the market's going, which I don't. I wouldn't be a person if I knew this or Andy. You, you probably know that from uh, being a boilermaker. That's right. By the way, we're proud, proud to have you as an alum, too. Right. So, you know, I think that's one part of it. You know, from a practical standpoint, I think one question is, if there's going to be continued inflation, that makes the cost of borrowing lower. So if you can get a loan today and, and, and the value of each dollar is going to be less in the future, you can you can, you can can pay off that loan with cheaper dollars in the future. Um, and so on the one hand, you might think, well, maybe I should think about, you know, making an investment, uh, building out a new barn. And I think there's some logic to that. The other flip side that I'd say is, you know, the, the, the economy and the pork sector is pretty good at the moment. Prices are really strong. 
So you might also think about building up that nest egg too. Uh, to, to you know, if the last couple of years has taught us anything, it's that you know there could be disruptions. We don't know what they're going to be, and you want to make sure you have some cushion against that. And if you're at a good economic spot in the moment, you might, might want to make sure you at least have that cushion in place before you go out and, and leverage yourself a bunch. Yeah, I mean that's good. Good fiscal management in yep. general, but then so you're talking about the cost of capital. I want to come back to that for a minute because you got to be thinking, what about interest rate pressure or interest rate risk? We've been saying for I don't know, I've been covering this industry for 20 years. We've been saying interest rates are going to go up. Uh, what are you thinking about interest yeah, rate yeah, risk yeah. and pressure at this point? Because it's a, it's a kind of an interesting it is. place where yeah, it, you know, and I've been one of those people that's you know probably uh, 10, 12 years ago was saying the same thing like, well, uh, inflation this inflation's got to be coming, um, interest rates have got to start rising, and it never did, which is why I think economists are in this weird spot. Like some of the things we think the way the macro economy works seems not to be working, and we're not really sure why at the moment. Um, I think, you know, if inflation starts really rising, I mean, that's what we could expect the Fed to do is probably if the, if the economy is good, uh, you get inflation increasing, the Fed may very well increase interest rates. Um, so, but I, you know, my very, very honest. I want to ask you a more general question. This is kind of where we're going to leave. How has the role of the economist changed in recent memory with all of the disruptions and upheaval and as people become more... I don't want to say vociferous in their political opinions and so on. Like, how is the how's the role of the economy changed? That's a tough question, uh, in part because you know my my roles and jobs have changed over too. So it's it's hard to disassociate myself from the broader factors. But you know, I think in livestock agriculture, for example, a, a lot of controversy at the moment, about anti-competitive behavior. And um, even the consumer side, so I think concerns about the food system. And I think it's a challenge to be a, a trusted voice, you know, in, the, in those discussions. Also trying to be honest with yourself about what you think is really happening. And so you, I think it's just like our broader political decisions. It's hard to find common ground these days. Um, it's more contentious. And I'd say that's true even for economists, unfortunately. For the latest economic news facing the food, animal, and animal feed production industries and how those trends affect your business, subscribe to the Feedstuffs Daily e-newsletter and visit us at feedstuffs.com. This episode was sponsored by Central Life Sciences. Get control of flies on your dairy with an integrated pest management program built around Clarifly Larvicide and Starbar products from Central Life Sciences. Clarifly Larvicide offers feed-through control that prevents the emergence of nuisance flies from the manure of treated animals by as much as 96%. And Starbar features a lineup of baits, traps, and sprays that address fly problems in all areas of your dairy operation. Flies can spread disease and lead to decreases in milk quality and yields, Learn how to limit the impact at centralflycontrol.com. I'm Andy Vance, and you've been listening to Feedstuffs in Focus. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to hear more conversations about some of the big issues affecting the livestock, poultry, grain, and feed industries, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Or you can always check out our website, feedstuffs.com, for future episodes. Until next time, have a great day, and thanks for listening.